The Sports Career Podcast, episode 179, how to apply your sports degree into the event industry. Hello Sports Achiever, Ed Bowers here, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast episode. And I'm extremely mindful that during this period, which is COVID-19, that a lot of sports career guidance can be put on hold with regards to where things are with us, the sports industry itself. But I really do hope during this time that these podcasts can be a great way for you to upskill yourself during this period. And I'm really excited to share with you this podcast because my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who can really enhance your day-to-day life, particularly if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the event industry, in the sports industry. So I really do hope this episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Shannon Gove. Shannon is the co-founder and director of Rostify, where he specializes in large-scale paid and volunteer workforce operations. His personal motto is always challenge the ordinary. As a result, Rostify has been the workforce operations for Super Bowl 2017, 2018 and 2019 and also some World Cups as well. So for that reason, it's such a privilege to have Shannon as a special guest on the show. And again, I really do hope this podcast serves you well during this period. And that's when today's episode, Shannon will share his sports career journey and explain to you how you can apply your sports degree into the event industry. Shannon, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Sports Career Podcast. Please can you share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Thank you. Um... When did it all start? Uh, I guess for us, we graduated and we're at university through uh, 2010, 2013. Uh, around then was about the time we started our own business. So it was seeing other sports management students like ourselves struggling to get experience that we decided, hey, let's try and get ourselves and our friends into the space. And then we also realized that events around the world, and in particular in Melbourne, needed staff that actually wanted to be there. And they were there for experience, so they were more likely to turn up and do a better job than perhaps like a backpacker or someone doing it for a bit of cash. And if they didn't turn up, what happened? Um, So that was how it all started for us, just wanting to get experience ourselves as sports management students and then realizing, hey, there could be an opportunity to help more students like ourselves. And and that business event workforce group started in uh, October 2010. Out of interest, just on a personal note, how has your sports degree supported you now, looking back? It's an interesting question, and it might not be the answer you're after, but it's, um, for us, uh, the degrees never really help 
because we've run our own business, but without doing the course and exposing ourselves to needing experience and other things that you get through university, uh, we wouldn't be here. So I guess it's all you make of it what you will. Um, but in terms of the book smarts and things, uh, to be honest, I was never the best student. So uh, managed to scrape through uni and I guess because we started our own thing, that was what we cared about passionately and um, getting through uni sort of came second to that. Would you mind sharing to listeners that business journey and if you don't mind, where your journey is leading to now, if that's cool with you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we started Event Workforce in 2010 um, and over the course of until about 2015, we started staffing around a thousand events a year uh, around Australia and had a database of around 15 to 20,000 casual staff, all of which were motivated university students from, from unis and TAFEs around Australia. Um, and that's when we decided we needed a technology to streamline the way that our business ran um, and very selfishly, we just needed to solve our own problems. So we, we built that with a good friend, Chris, um, at that time. And, and then that's when, I guess, the three of us, Bennett, my co-founder, and I from Event Workforce. And, and then with Chris, we, we decided the three of us would start a company called Rostify. And Rostify started in 2015, uh, I guess, off the back of realizing this platform we built for workforce management could really relate to others in the industry, uh, in particular in events at that stage. And I guess since 2015 to, to now has been a pretty pretty crazy ride with Rostify around the world um, and working with some of the biggest events like the, the London Marathon and we've done the last three Super Bowls. So we're certainly learning a lot as we go. Um, we have a small team but a really great team that are spread out around the world. So um, we're just really lucky to be supported by great clients and great um, staff. Out of interest, just with all the different events you've worked in in different countries, just for the students who want to work in the sports industry, how important is it to be very mindful with the different countries' cultures and understanding the top sports in those countries? So when you work out there, you're prepared from a cultural standpoint. Yeah, I think um, even, even aside from the cultural thing, just the knowledge and being able to have a conversation with someone about the latest in terms of what's going on, or it's, it's so valuable to just have a and knowledgeable conversation with someone compared to you just listening to them. You're not adding much value. And so what I think what I've found across the journey is if you are, if you genuinely have an interest in something, then you're probably going to read up about it or, you know, see the latest trends or see who's got the latest job in this space or which sponsors moved into this area to have that insight into the industry so that when someone's speaking about it, you can jump off the back of that and have some input into it as well so that you, instead of being, and I, uh, for perhaps the people listening that are trying to get that experience, instead of you just sitting back and being talked to, you can actually have some input and provide value to any conversation you have because then you're valuable. Otherwise, uh, um, it's really interesting that people, want ex- uh, they're, they're there to get experience, but the same time the quicker that you can provide value and and be someone that's respected and regarded in the space um the better and just on a sort of self-development perspective on your career journey like do you still like have a mentor do you read books to up your game with regards to areas of the sports industry you're still not sure on just out of interest because just really quick a lot of people think i do the degree there's my education done but really in my opinion from the people i've interviewed they've always kept that learning philosophy within them throughout the whole career yeah look we wouldn't be anything without people like those that have supported us across our journey um there's so many uh, there's no point naming them all because they're they really are spread around the world um but 
if from day one when we started out, one of the first things from starting our own business, one of the first things we did was we, we got a friend of ours that was running a business that was similar and, and he helped us through things and he helped introduce us to people because you, you really need that. And then once you get that first opportunity and, and that I guess if someone's uh, mentoring you or something, then you really make sure you absolutely nail it and you communicate it so well both to the person that helped you with an introduction or with with something. You make sure you're appreciating that and, and showing your thanks so that they feel like you will respect that moving forward. Um, and then... I guess if there's an opportunity of work that you might get, then you make sure that you work your ass off and you nail it and then you, you say thank you again and um, make sure you're putting your hand up again for the next time at any time. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? Uh, for me, look, personally, uh, we had just had a baby girl, um, which is awesome, our first one, little Evie, so that's, uh, that's the most important thing to me. Um, but work-wise, uh, we raised our first investment, so um, we've been running our own business for nine years from Event Workforce early days and now Rostify, um, and I guess we've been working, our, working extremely hard and our team have been as well to get to that point of proving out that the business has value and there's scale and there is a big market out there to get. And we want to be the best in the world. Um, and we, I think we, we're slowly getting there, but it's never, you never reach that pinnacle, I don't think. It's always improvement. But um, the investment happens two months ago, but it was a 12-month process um, to go through. Learned a lot. Like you touched on before, it's the, you never get to a point of knowing everything. And so we learned so much across this year through the investment journey, and there's still so much to learn. And um, yeah, always learning, mate, always. Absolutely. And just on a personal note, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey looking back right now? Uh, it's a good question. I think it's slightly different given we run our own business. Um, I'm sure a lot of your guests on the podcast have probably been more involved in sport administration or in other areas that they've actually gone in and probably followed their degree more closely than what we have. Um, but for, for us, if, it, if it's two parts, one is Event Workforce Group and one is Rostify, for Event Workforce Group, it's probably just the amount of students around Australia that have now been able to gain experience uh, through through the pathway th- that our business has provided. And um, it was only the other week looking back through photos, I just needed to get a photo from early days. And um, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of, of young Australians now that have progressed from zero experience through to doing 50 events with us and now full-time in industry. And, and that's something that's really special, but we never... With Bennett and I in particular and from Event Workforce Days have never really taken the time to sit back and think about it much but it is something that we are proud of and maybe as we, I don't know if we'll ever slow down but if we do we, we might take some time to um, really look back on that but then for the Rostify side I think um, our team internally like everyone has just worked their asses off to get to us to a point where we are today as a group and um, probably the proudest thing is just seeing most recently, we, with it through the investment, we were able to fly the whole team into Melbourne, um, staff from the US, from the UK. Um, we do have some staff in Dubai, but uh, unfortunately, they couldn't make it. But having the whole team in the one place, and um, one thing, if, you, if you'll uh, indulge me, was that at the start of Rostify, people probably wanted to work with us because we had the Super Bowl as a client. Um, but then 
most answers through the week of staff like why why are you here why are you working at Rostify was was that they they see the potential of how this platform can help engage communities around the world and um, and how important volunteering is and and the role that we can play as a business and I think that's really changed um, over the last few years and it's just great to see staff within our business I guess have that message and be passionate about that too I think that's um, something that we're pretty proud of. Just to really quickly pivot the conversation, would you mind sharing to the listeners who are students who are figuring out getting experience, would you mind sharing the benefits of volunteering from your perspective? Yeah, look, it's, um, to be honest, you'd be pretty naive to think you can just walk out straight into a job. I think the, um, as so many people, um, as they go through university, I remember a thing with event workforce, kids were like, oh, but I'm studying sports management, so why would I work at the music festival on the weekend? And you're like, it's the exact same thing. It's, it's just about notching up experiences. And I think the sooner that you can take initiative on the job site as a young person, I said earlier about the ability for you to add value and for you not just to be someone that gets pointed to and being told what to do, the sooner you, you can take initiative and take ownership of situations, even if you make mistakes, at least you have a crack, that that this it's very difficult to have initiative unless you've been in that experience before and that experience could come from working behind a bar when it gets stressful or it might be working in a music festival and it rains out and then the next weekend you're working at the local football match and it rains out so what do you what did you do last weekend and for you to be able to bring real life experience to those scenarios and take initiative is uh is very crucial and the best place to start is volunteering um you can very quickly, from my experience, you can very quickly move from volunteering to showing that you will get paid work by expressing your appreciation and your thanks to that organization by building a connection with the right people within that organization, build, build proper relationships where you actually care about it compared to just knowing who they are so you'll pester them over emails. Um, and I know I'm talking from experience here because that's what we did early days. And so the best thing is that you can become valuable yourself through that experience, build networks that genuinely want to help you because you want to help them, um, and then just do the best job possible. Just on that note, I can't express how much I've enjoyed that, what you've just said. And really, it really relates to my final question, which is an inspirational question, but I'm going to change it now. What three learning lessons have you learned from your career, which you could give back to the listeners, but in three simple steps? <laughs> uh, I probably just touched on them there a bit. It was just, if, if an opportunity presents itself, take it, no matter what it is. Even if it sounds crap, you just never know who you'll meet. Um, some of our best connections that have helped us through the journey have come from situations we never wanted to be in in the first place um, and that would would have been very easy to turn down but it was an opportunity and we took it and um, sometimes it goes wrong, sometimes it goes right but it's an opportunity and you grow from it so just take those chances no matter what and you're young because while you're young you've just, you have no idea just the freedom you have and no responsibility, just go out and make, uh, take a few risks with those things. Go to, go to Paris and try and get a job at the Olympics. Like, just try things because people appreciate it. And I think that's, that's the next point is that if you are genuine in your approach in trying to get experience and you, are, you show gratitude and appreciation for the opportunities people give you, then people respect that. They see very quickly through someone that's pestering through emails, offering no value. Um, I guess with our company event workforce, we, we get our biggest problem is 
not enough jobs for all the thousands of students that we have. So we're on the other side of this where we're getting emails all the time through the website as an example saying, give me, give me a job. And I guess our immediate response is, well, what value are you going to bring? Like, why would we give you a job? We don't know who you are. And so it's, like, it's about bringing that valuable contribution I keep speaking about genuine intent and, and, a, and a, a reason so why why should we pick you because the reality unfortunately for most people listening on this podcast is that we're one of one of thousands and I was one of thousands and it's you need to express why someone should select you and then the last point which relates at the end of that is is once you get that opportunity you work your ass off and you stay later than you probably need to like put the whole day aside it's uh and just just don't bank, tell your mum you'll be home at dinner, even though if your shift's finished at 12, stick around. That's how I got my first few opportunities was just sticking around and saying I'm here to help. That is absolutely fantastic. I really do hope listeners take that on board. Shannon, how can people interact with you online? Um, look, LinkedIn's probably the best spot. Um, so just Shannon Gove with, a, with an AN, I'm sure it will be in the notes. Um, that's probably the best spot. Feel free to send me a message. Um, I guess I've been in everyone's shoes here that's probably listening and um, happy to help, happy to point in the right direction. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great space. It's an awesome space. So um, just, yeah, work your ass off when you get a chance. That is great to all the listeners listening. That LinkedIn link will be on my website related to this blog post. Shannon, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you, mate. What a fascinating podcast chat with Shannon. For me, it's people like Shannon who are a bit of a role model in my eyes. When I met Shannon in Singapore and learned more about him when he was on the stage at the Mass Participation World Conference, which Chris Robb, who's a special guest on the show, organized, I learned so much that everything that Shannon has done has been a progressive journey. And particularly with regards to how he applied his sports degree into the event industry and what he's doing now is phenomenal. And what I really enjoyed the most in this podcast chat from a learning perspective, from an employment perspective, is this is the power of using volunteering. You turning volunteering into showcasing your skill sets, then in time lead to experience and then experience lead to paid opportunities. So I know we're at a period where there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of uncertainty from an employment standpoint. It's just something I've just seen online with regards to what's going on with regards to COVID-19. But I really do hope from a learning perspective, you can put Shannon's really key points with regards to how you can apply yourself in the sports industry when things do get back to normal, when the event industry is back, especially the world of sports. This is what it's all about. Like, I really do hope you can turn this podcast into some learning information which you can apply in the future with regards to your sports career progression. So look, really apply the learning, put it into practice so when things get back with regards to the sports industry, you can apply it to your sports career journey today and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Shannon said, when an opportunity presents itself, take it. Don't be shy to take risks and show gratitude to the people who provide you with the opportunity in the first place.